Hello everybody and welcome back to I've Got a Question. This podcast is me and my grandmother Deborah talking about questions people have revolving around the Bible and Christianity itself. A lot of our generation has questions revolving religion, but nobody to ask or feel confident enough to ask in general. This is a way to get those answers without your name attached and a wonderful way to educate people on what the Bible says. My grandmother is an ordained pastor of more than 50 years and has a master in the theology of the Bible, and I am a curious senior in high school looking for answers as well. No question is too far out of our range, so feel free to ask absolutely anything, and we will answer it and have a conversation around these questions. So, in looking through the questions that you guys have given us within the last several weeks, um, we've been talking a lot about Christianity and why we believe the Bible and that kind of a thing, and so we decided that it would be smart to talk about um, a question that was asked a little bit ago um, about church. What does the Bible say anything about going to church and do I need to be the closest to God? And so we're just going to talk about assembly. What, what does the Bible say about assembly? What does, why do we, you know, why do we go to church? Do you have to go to church? Is it required? Does it say that in the Bible? Will you, what does the Bible say, Deborah? All right. Well, it's interesting. Uh, this is quite an interesting topic. It really is. Because there's some people, they want to go out into nature and commune with God there, which is fine. Yeah. That's And in that, you can meet with God. See, God came in the garden to meet with Adam and Eve. There's nothing wrong with that. In yeah. fact, we should actually meet with God every time we get a chance to. When I put some songs on and I'm in the car just tooling around, I tell you what, I just get close to God singing and I just, I know he likes my singing better than you grandkids. <laughs> so anyhow, um, that's considered individual faith. Yeah. When we can connect individually. But then there is what they call corporate faith. Mm-hmm. This is when you assemble. The Bible makes it very clear, wherever two or more gathered, I can be with you. See, and that's corporate, that's communion. That's Communion means to get together. It's not just taking elements. Um, so anyhow, when we get together, you and I right now can feel the Holy Spirit in here. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about that off the air. Yeah. And we can feel God's presence in here. And He's leading us and He's giving us scriptures and He's giving you topics to try to mesh some of the questions together. Because we have so many questions. We're trying to put them all together. And they're really good they're questions. Really good. And they're so good that we have to make like individual episodes for each question. We talked about at the beginning of these episodes that we were going to probably talk about two questions per episode, but you guys are getting in depth with these questions and uh, we've kind of had to change that structure a little bit, which is not a bad thing at all. We are so happy we are getting these questions and it's been really cool to be able to talk about like one of these questions per episode and really get in depth and answer it to the best of our abilities. So, And Faith and I were both talking too about some of these some of these questions and topics would be better on video than than just sound through radio or whatever yeah. this is. I don't know what podcasts are, so I don't care. You take <laughs> care of that. But um, so we're trying to line up those so you can actually see some of the things we're talking about. 
Um, but anyway, back to the topic. It's interesting. Um, we have individual faith, and then we have corporate faith. One of the stories everybody knows from the Bible, I can go to it real quick, was the man who was on his mat, and he couldn't walk. Oh, yeah. He t- couldn't walk, and yet Jesus was in the vicinity, and he wanted to get to Jesus to be healed. Yeah. And he knew if he got to Jesus, he would be healed. Well, he had four friends that literally, like, we want to help you. Yeah. Well, there was such a crowd around Jesus, they couldn't get near him. The friends tried to help. And so they finally got to where they got this big idea, which sounds like my brothers, my crazy brothers. Anyway, they decided they couldn't get him through the crowd. So they went on top of the house, made a hole in the house, and then dropped him down with well, ropes on his litter in front of Jesus. I mean, that is corporate faith. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Let's, I mean, serious faith. And yet, when they did that and they dropped him down and Jesus saw their faith, they worked hard to get him to them. He healed him. Yeah. And that see, that man could not have done it by himself. Yeah. That was corporate faith. And so when God talks us talks to us about assembling together, there's some things I have a harder time praying for. I have some things that are hard for me to believe. Some things are hard for you to believe, but they may be easier for somebody else. If we get together, then we have corporate faith and there's more power. In fact, let me take you to the book of Acts. Now, the book of Acts is after the four Gospels. And it is literally, acts means actions. So it's what happened after Jesus left. Hmm. These are the actions of the apostles, the disciples, Jesus' people after he left. Yeah. That it didn't happen just when Jesus was on the earth. And when we go to chapter 4, it says, um, it says, uh, uh, and, and it's interesting because there was a big release of power. All right, and there was the big revival um, that came with the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit was brought down to the church, and then it really threatened the authorities. So then the authorities threatened them, and it says mm. in chapter four, and when they had summoned them, they commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Huh. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. It's like, should we answer to you or should we answer to God? Yeah. Which is a good good thing to say. For we cannot speak, stop speaking what we have seen and what we've heard. They knew they had incredible confidence and they saw incredible things. Yeah. And when they had threatened them further, they make it really clear here. They were threatened. If you've been threatened, listen to this scripture. They let them go, finding no basis on which they might punish them on account of the people because they were all glorifying God for what had happened. They could not get rid of history. They tried to cancel it, but they couldn't. For the man was more than 40 years old on whom the miracle of healing had been performed. So they couldn't have said, that happened, you know, just a couple days ago and it was a trick. This man had been healed 40 years. Wow. Okay. And so it goes on and it says, uh, And when they had been released, they went on their, um, to their own compassions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted up their voice to God in one accord. They assembled, but they unified. 
when in one accord they unified. Yeah. So when they got together, they put their corporate faith together. And it says very clearly in the Bible, it's important to have unity, not conformity, but unity. When you have unity and when you function in unity, power comes. Yeah. So a lot of times people go to church and they're just, they don't agree with everything. You've yeah. got to get in agreement and then power happens. And it says, so it's, it talks about their prayer and they're going on and I'm going to drop down to verse 29. And now Lord, take note of their threats. They're finishing their prayer and grant that your bond servants, they're, they're calling themselves servants, mm-hmm. may speak your word with all confidence while you um, extend your hand to heal and give signs and wonders and take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were gathered together, there's the assembly, was shaken. Hmm. The whole building, the whole area, there was so much power. Wow. There was so much power. I got to tell you this too. The other day, um, the wind had come through really, really bad. And yeah, you know, it was I had that so little. Windy. It was so awful. And so, anyhow, on the back porch, I put that little birdhouse because the little birds are oh, looking yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for spring. And so, I put this little birdhouse on there. And so, the wind had blown it. All right. And so, it was interesting. So, I thought, well, I better. It's on the edge, it could fall off. So just as I started to put my hand there, the building started to shake. The little birdhouse started to shake. What? It was shaking. And that's when I knew there was life inside there. I didn't know if they were baby birds. I didn't know if it was a mama bird building the nest. What? But I had to be careful moving it because life was in there. Wow. The power, power of life. Life has power. We have incredible energy. Yeah. And we need to get our energy together and let God do some miracles. Yes. It says, you know, um, signs and wonders. Signs and wonders mean you wonder why that happened or how that happened. Why did it shake right at that moment? Yeah. When I was there. But it says, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken. And at that moment, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak the word of God with all boldness. I mean, all the, you know, they prayed and said, do you want us to shut up or do you want us? And and here's God answering. It's a sign and a wonder. They're going, how in the world did that happen? How did, and it says that the, the building is not destroyed. I mean, this is history. Yeah. And so it's saying that God answers, and there is power there when we unify. So when people say, why should we go to church? Why should we assemble? Because God wants some power back on this earth. Yeah. Now, we've got to get into agreement. Now, you and I, we've been in agreement about this podcast. Yeah. And we can feel some life going, some energy going here. And it's, it's really interesting, too. So... Um, sorry about my pen there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's interesting because uh, corporate faith is so important. And a lot of people think, faith, a lot of people think that the more people you have, you have greater faith, greater prayer power. That's not the case. It doesn't say the more people. It says the prayer of agreement when you get into agreement, it says here, when they got into agreement, when they um, uh, when they got in unity, 
It says when they got in unity, that's when things started happening. And so um, it's it's interesting. Uh, if you and I get together and we're totally unified in something, we can have as much power as a thousand people. Yeah. Than, than a thousand people that aren't agreeing about anything. That's true. In fact, there's times when your grandfather, mm. cr- incredible evangelist, there'd be times when someone would say, I need prayer for this. I need prayer for my business. And so he would gather a few people to s- and get together and say, we're going to pray for this man's business and we're going to bless it. Yeah. We're going to... We're going to get rid of the negative off the business, and we're going to put blessing on it. Well, I started to pray. Nothing happened. Yeah. So he all of a sudden stopped the prayers, and he said, Is there anyone having trouble with believing this? And one man said, Well, yes, I, I don't believe in prayer for business. And so my father asked him, he said, Would you mind going making a pot of coffee? Because we're going to want to have some coffee after this. And he said, yes. As soon as he left, see, he wasn't in agreement. He was not in unity. He brought disunity. And when he left to go make the pot of coffee, they prayed again. And incredibly, the business changed within the next week. Everybody could feel the power of God. So it's it's really important that we, we get into unity. Now, my pastor and my mentors would come to me and say, literally, now, Deborah, wherever you go to church, just remember that church can be the life or death of you. And wow. I was, I'm like, what? Yeah, serious. Wait a minute. The life, the the church could be my life or my death? And And so I thought about it for a while. Then I came back to him and I said, Okay, explain this. Yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean by this? And they said, well, what if you need physical healing? You know, you're going in for surgery. Mm-hmm. So you ask your church to pray, but they don't believe in physical healing. Are you going to get any help? Wow. And I was like, no. And then they said, well, what if what if um, you want to pray that like this other man, you want your business to be blessed and to prosper. Yeah. You know, and so anyhow, uh, if you have a church that doesn't do that. Faith, I want to tell you too, there's a lot of businesses and other churches in this town that have many times called us and asked us for help in many different areas. It doesn't matter if it's demonics. It doesn't matter if it's a business blessing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We went out and blessed Chick-fil-A. It's one of the best Chick-fil-A's in the whole state. Oh, yeah. They ask for it. They're and busy. busy incredible. Too. They're incredible. And uh, businesses uh, to prosper, to be blessed, to to bless the land it's on, et cetera, et cetera. Um, to bless the owners, to pray for this. And there's other times when they'll call and they'll say, well, we need this. And we'll ask them. PC and I would ask them, so why don't you call your own church? Well, they don't believe in that. Mm. And they said, we know you believe in it. Yeah. And we want it. And and yet we're like, okay, so why do you go to a church that doesn't believe, believe. in this? Yeah. yeah. And um, we were really, because we ask questions, you know that. We ask oh, questions yeah. of everybody. Time. Not as judgment, just to learn. Yeah, of course. And so it's amazing to us. It's like, well, we're just used to it. Yeah. Um, so for some people, it's just... 
um, a habit. For some people, it's all they know. They don't know what questions to ask. They've never bothered to ask a church, what do you have to offer? Yeah. We should know everything we have to, uh, to offer. So when people come to me and say, what do you have to offer your church? I can tell them immediately. Everybody yeah. should. When we go to a business, you guys on your your crazy computers, you guys you guys read through the whole thing. And this one has better reviews. That one doesn't. This one offers this. You guys are into major comparison here on your googly thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we should know that as well as Christians. All right. Now, let me prove to you a couple other places where it talks about assembly. So if I go to, so the book of Acts, I can show you several times when it talks about when they get together and they assemble when they're in unity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's church. Okay. So if you go to 1 Corinthians, now the Corinth church, they had a big mess. Their church was a big mess. So this book literally, or this letter to the church of Corinth Paul's trying to straighten out the messes at their church. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's interesting. If you go to 1 Corinthians 12, 28, he said, you've got to have some structure in your church. You just can't go crazy. No chaos. And so when you read 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it literally says, and God has appointed in the church. There's your assembly. God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, Third, teachers, pastors, okay, and I'll explain the two of those together. Then miracles. Wait a minute. Church should have miracles? It's supposed to be a spiritual place. Yeah. It's supposed to be a place where people can go and believe that their prayers can be heard by God. Yeah. And that God will answer them. Then there's the gift of healings. There's the Mm -hmm. gift of helps, administrations. Every church should have this. And it it talks about um, uh, the fact that, you know, now apostles, why they're saying apostles, a lot of churches are scared to use the word apostles, but some churches like to use the word bishops. Some people like Mm -hmm. to use the word regional directors. They don't like to. It's interesting. Uh, But they give government. Prophets always guide. We talked about prophets in in another um, uh, thing. And then the teacher, pastors, see now what was in the Old Testament for the Jews, and now there's Christianity here. Literally, rabbis. Rabbis are teachers in the Jewish. Okay? So, and we still have rabbis today over in Israel. Those rabbis, they teach. Mm -hmm. Okay, so pastors guard the flock. Teachers give growth to the flock. Mm -hmm. Now, not every teacher is a pastor. But every pastor better know how to teach. Yeah, seriously. That makes sense. And then immediately after that, so that's good structure. But the next thing's miracles. You know, if there's a church out there just having church and no miracles and God's not functioning in it, why in the world are we going? Yeah. That was the question I asked myself. It was like, I was tired to go to meetings. Yeah. I can't take any more meetings, Faith. I'm yeah. too busy. I want to go somewhere where the action is. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. And so he makes it very clear. Um, I tell you what, too. So then, so we have 1 Corinthians 12, uh, which talks about the church. And then 1 Corinthians 13, immediately after that, is the whole love chapter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Corinthians is the first uh, Corinthians thirteen. Of his kind. It does not envy. Uh-huh. It does not boast. It doesn't. Yeah, I have that one memorized from. Good. 
Okay, so he's saying, look at what he, so he's talking about the church in 1 Corinthians 12, and then he goes and talks about the church service. So the church setup is in 1 Corinthians 12. The church service is in 1 Corinthians 14. In between is 13. He's saying, there's got to be love in the church. Wow. Yeah. We've got to get, and see, God is love. God is a spirit, but he's all love. Yeah. We've got to get back God back in the church. Yeah. We've got to get God back in the church. Seriously. So it's serious. We need to take it serious. So when people say, should, you know, should we go to church? It's like, yes, but let's assemble expecting something to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to just go and sit for 20 minutes, an hour, two hours, four hours, and nothing happened. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot right now. I don't know if you know this. It's kind of a secret. <laughs> but because of this COVID thing, they've shut down a lot of churches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they haven't given any rules as far as tents. And there's a lot of tent meetings happening right now. Interesting. And they, oh, and they used to have tent meetings all the time when I was a kid. And all huh. these evangelists and these people that functions in healings and signs and wonders... They would go to these tents. I mean, they'd be packed out, packed out in these tents. And they'd pray for these people, and everybody could stand up and look and see because they weren't getting this in their churches. And and huge revivals. You can check it out in history. There's one on the YouTube thing that I just really, I'm pretty sure it's still on there. But there was a guy who brought... Uh, he was he was praying for people. He was the speaker, big big tent. Yeah. Oral Roberts used to do this all the time. He was known for healings, mm-hmm. and this was another guy who was known for healings. I'm trying to remember his name, but anyhow, uh, they brought a man to him, and he had some deformity and he had some cancer stuff, and so he was on a stretcher. They brought him on a stretcher, and. Uh, this is an old, we're talking old faith, black and white. Oh, okay, yeah. it's not color because <laughs> I was a kid. And um, anyhow, he had this really big um, thing on his face. I mean, it was gross. It was deformity. It was, it was gross. And there was, and so he, he approached the man. The, the guy who was the, the evangelist, he approached the man, and he looked at his face, and up in this little corner by his eye, he said, well, what is this thing right here? Something was sticking out. And when he touched it, the whole thing rolled off his face. Everybody, what? Everybody saw it. That cancer, that deformity, that, and underneath was brand new skin. They all saw this pink, brand new, bright pink skin. I mean, they used to see miracles right and left. Wow. And I believe God, whenever there's there's um, some sort of a crisis, right after that, you can see it in the Bible, God shows up and wants to do something big. Well, we've had a pandemic. That's a crisis. I was going to say, we've been in this crisis for yes, a long time, for too. over a year. I'm telling you what, I believe God wants to show up. And, you know, your listeners... When things start happening, they need to go and see. The Bible says, go, watch, and pray. Too many times people, when they pray, shut their eyes. You're not going to see a miracle when you shut your eyes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I used to sit at the little teeny TV and watch all the miracles that happened at tent meetings. Wow. And and people have invited me to two tent meetings, two totally different states. Wow. I know that are coming up real soon because... 
has nothing to do with the church inside. Hmm. Okay? Because they've given us all these laws or rules or orders or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Wow. Okay. So, anyhow, uh, uh, so in 1 Corinthians 14, it goes on and talks about a, a service. This is what we should do in the service. And when this kind of miracle happens, do this. And when you have this kind of a miracle, do this. And um, he asked the question, so what is the outcome then, brethren? And the order, and the, and the answer to that is order. Not that you not assemble. Yeah. He could have said, stop having meetings. He doesn't. They said, what's the outcome then? And he, the answer to that is order. When you assemble, have order. When you assemble. Mm-hmm. Three words. When you assemble. When you gather together. Each one of you should bring something. Someone could bring a psalm. That would be one of the scriptures. Someone could bring a teaching. Most of the time in our churches, it's a pastor, a reverend, an evangelist, a minister. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Someone should bring a revelation. Someone can, can bring an interpretation. Someone can bring a song. We have special music, you know, yeah. so that ministers to people. But it goes on to say, let all things be done for edification, which means to build up our faith. And at the very last verse down here, it says, but let all things be done properly and in an orderly manner. Now, why should he say that if we're not going to assemble? Yeah. So, I'm telling you what, God wants us to assemble so we have corporate faith in unity so power can happen again. Yeah. Okay? Of course. And I tell you what, those of us that have seen some things, now listen to me, generation out there, (laughs) faith I don't want you to have to go through all the crazy questions I had to ask, all the different church leaders, all the different. Yeah. I want to give you all the inf- I don't want you to have to repeat everything I've done. Yeah. That's like a hamster wheel. I want to get out of the wheel. I want to teach you guys everything I know, everything I can get across to you so you start ahead of us. Yeah. Okay? And everything that's happened in the past, I can let you know. This happened, that happened. This worked, this didn't work. And... Uh, I, I really, I am so for your generation. Yeah. I believe your generation can make a huge difference. Yeah. I believe your generation can really shake the world. And um, uh, I just want you to know, my generation is for you guys and praying for you guys. Yeah. Okay. That's, That's the awesome. answer to the question. And it works really, really well. And I want to say to um, whoever asked that question that... Um, that all may sound really, really intimidating that, um, that now all of a sudden you feel like you have to go to church. Do not feel like you have to go to church. If you are still learning and you are still gaining your bearings and you don't feel ready for that, that's okay. Make and find your time for God. That's, that works for you, that you're comfortable with. And sure, if you want to you know, reach out and get out of your comfort zone a bit, the church is going to support you. No matter where you go, that church should be supporting you in your decision to move forward in your faith and uh, to keep up that relationship with God. And if you want to take that step, and even though you're uncomfortable, go to church, go for it. If you're if you're not ready for that, then keep listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Make a time every single week that you dedicate to learning something new about the religion and giving that time to God because it's still time to god it is still faith 
and it is still useful, and he's still listening to you. And we're for the church. We are. Jesus Christ is coming back for the church. Yeah. So he believes in the church, and it's awesome. And listen, Faith, if any of your viewers or listeners or whatever you have going on here, <laughs> if, if we have a tent meeting coming close, and they want to go see some things themselves but don't want to go alone, we can let them know where it's at, and they can join us. And then when something happens, happens i can answer their questions yeah of course that'd be awesome if you guys ever have anything and you know me personally if you don't know me personally ask whoever sent you this podcast for my information and if you guys want to hang out with me and you know come witness some of these things i mean i hang around my grandmother all the time i'm always like on her right hand because i want to see these things too i want to see the miracles happening and i want to see the things that are happening i want proof too i want to see the things and I mean, hanging out with her, I've seen the things. That's why I'm a Christian. That's why I am a strong believer is because I've seen the proof. And if you guys want to see the proof, please do not be afraid to reach out. If you're still feeling like you want to be anonymous, that's all right. Take your time. But those of you that are feeling ready to step up and start witnessing some things, do not be afraid to contact me. My social media is always going to be at the end of every episode. You can ask for my personal number. You can always reach me through the form, and I will contact you. So... That's so wonderful. What's your address in the form? What's um, that? Say that one more time. How, how, what, what's the address, right? You have an address for your form? Yeah, I have. Um, it's a link that you can click in the description to the question form that you guys can ask anonymous questions. I have a place in the question form that you can put your name and your contact information. And um, you can, instead of writing a question, just say that you want to witness some of these things and I can reach out and contact you guys and that's a super easy thing for me so that is some way that you can do that and if you're a new listener welcome we are so happy that you're here and if you're ready to take that next step into your relationship with God and you've listened to this church talk and you're like yeah I think I think I'm ready to Try that. There is a very easy prayer that we do at every single episode that is just accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. And it's led by Deborah, and I repeat after her. And uh, when I repeat after her, you can repeat with me so you don't feel like you're doing it alone because the Bible says that we do things as a family. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now, do you notice I've done lots of different prayers? Yeah. Have you noticed that? Oh, a little more different. Yeah. A little bit different. You know, you don't have to have this standard prayer. It's the most important thing is just it's heartfelt. Yep. That's what the Bible says. So, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I receive you. I receive you. As my Savior. As my Savior. And Lord. And Lord. And I invite you. And I invite you. Into my heart. Into my heart. Into my life. Into my life. And I receive you now. And I receive you now. By faith. By faith. And I expect. And I expect. My life to change. My life to change. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And just like that, it even says it in the Bible that angels will literally celebrate when you accept Jesus Christ in your heart. So if you've just decided to make that decision, welcome to the family. We are so happy to have you. And we're excited that you guys are strengthening your faith in Jesus Christ and listening to these podcasts and getting more information. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Um... As we, you know, are progressing and we are getting a lot of viewers as this time is going on, um, very soon here we are also planning not only to probably step up to uh, two videos a week, 
videos. I just gave the second oh. one away to podcasts a week, but uh -huh. we're going to be probably upgrading to video as well because you guys should be seeing what we're talking about and certain topics that we have coming up here are very um, visual topics. Mm -hmm. Like you should be able to see and witness what we're talking about. So that's what some exciting fun things in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to be getting that video up hopefully here soon we'll have to work on that one a little bit but we're probably going to be updating our podcast now twice a week because we have so many viewers and so many questions so many questions and i mean we almost have two years worth of content right now and that's a lot for us so um we're working towards making sure we can get as much of this out as fast as possible. So thank you everyone who has taken their time to listen to the podcast today. And we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much and have a great night, guys.